Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Hello, how are we? Oh, where are they, man? Where are they? Where are the oh, bloody questions? Hola. Bloody questions. I hope there's some good ones this week to motivate me to answer these because I am ruined right now, Nick. No, uh, no one cares. All right. No one cares. Okay. Question number one How should I capitalize on stories that do well? Every now and again, I'll put up an opinion on something and get a load of likes on that story, often from other PTs. But what should I be taking from those stories, opinions, performing well? Um, if it's often from other PTs, that it normally resonates with them more than it does, does your audience. So perhaps not much. Um, but if, it, if you're getting um, decent engagement, from your audience, um, A, I would note down and keep a log of what it is that's doing well. Like, for example, and actually, I don't need to give you an example. It's just fucking, it's obvious. Like, if, if, you, if you have a certain um, thing that does well, whether it's you being, uh, I don't know, a little bit direct or opinionated or outspoken um, and so on, every now and again, like, just... Put that out there. I would just keep log of it and 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 do it frequently if it works, like anything with social media. But then, in regards to capitalizing on it, um, I would probably reach out to people and see what resonated with them for them to like it most, and then just get into a two way conversation. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Anything you would say different? Nope. Um. I want to run a low barrier service online, which can build a community and challenge me. But in all honesty, I don't know how to pull leads in that aren't followers. And I don't want to cold DM people. Is paid advertising with a lead magnet the way forward? Um, it is a way forward, yes. Um, yeah, it is a way forward to pay. You, one thing, okay, let me start again. Um, what I would suggest to do is two things. Now, there are things that you can do to increase your reach outside of your immediate audience or followers. A lot of the time that comes down to reels. A lot of the time that comes down to, um, I would say, working so the algorithm will push that out to people further afield. Um, such as shorter reels, I'm sure you know this, trending audio, um, asking people to do things like sharing it and saving it. And so I think you've got to, you can play that kind of strategy. Um, paid advertising is, yeah, I mean, you're literally paying to get in front of the audience you want to get in front of. So the first thing you need to be super, super clear on is who that audience is, like very much so. Secondly, you need to make sure that the lead magnet is something that will excite people, that they'll want, that they'll need, that um, they will download or um, opt into. 
Um, so yeah, you can't dip your toe in on paid advertising though. So you've got to have good budget. Um, you've got to have a clear objective, exactly the same things as you would, as we talked to you about when you're coming up with a marketing strategy. So yeah, there's my answer to that. Anything I've missed or you would like to add, Anthony? Oh, not really. Not really on that one. Go on then. Okay, that's well, that's brilliant. Use, use, just me and you, use. Recently mentioned a gym you've been involved in. Um, looks class. Can you talk more about that? Also, would there be a way you could do a bit of an education series on the steps you had to go through, etc.? Be mega that. Um, yeah, so we essentially have part on the gym. Um, and that was off the back of kind of supporting them a little bit and um, getting involved in the gym and, and obviously looking to to do what you want to do with any gym, which is obviously to grow and develop it and potentially make that a multi-site multi -site place. So that's the vision and that's the goal. And we got back into something. Well, I definitely said that I'd never get involved in again, but um, I'm absolutely buzzing with it, to be fair. Like it's a top gym. Um, it's right up my next street in regards to um, programming of small group PT and the culture and the community that it's building um, from a gem pop and performance perspective. So yeah, we're fully involved um, and I've got pretty big plans to kind of make sure that we um, hopefully make it to be what everyone would want, obviously your, your private gym to be. So, so yeah, that's basically the amount that we can say at the minute because we're obviously still thick in talks of, of kind of how much um, we're involved and how much we, we get involved in regards to the day-to-day -day operations and stuff like that. We've been so busy with the academy, um, but we're very proud to be involved and obviously buzzing to kind of take it on. Um, in regards to, um, I think, talking about more of it, Anything else you want to add to that in regards to talking more on it? No, not not at the moment. I know we've been a bit coy, but yeah, not at the moment. But um, education series, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I did answer this to this person in their in their feedback. What's the, what, what's the point in fucking Q and A for answering questions before it? Then you know, well, no, I mentioned and I showed him something. All right, so just you pipe down. All right. Um, but I'm at, at the moment, I'm doing an email a week on um, opening and running a small group facility. So uh, there's two emails gone out already. That's on our blog as well, our blog, <laughs> uh, which you can find on the website if you want to read them, if you miss the emails. Is that and a joke? You just laugh at your own joke then? Is that a joke? No, no, no. Well, you don't laugh at my jokes. So someone's fucking got it, aren't they? And it wasn't even a joke. It was like a, a nervous noise anyway um yeah so i'm literally doing an email a week um i've done location i've done staffing this week is the model service model um next week is pricing so yeah there's literally and they will all be copied over onto the onto the blog so um and essentially that's what we're doing right now is Kind of supporting the gym to to kind of operate in them areas um 
as simple as that, really. Um, but I think I don't think I'd speak out of turn by saying this. Like a lot of it is in, in regards to the model itself is is very similar to how you'd work with just the we'd, we'd work with PTs on a one to one basis. Like you go in and understand the audience and the demographic of the area, and you create make sure that you. Know, First and foremost, you make sure that the fucking service and product is absolutely class. Like that should be the forefront of everything with any gym that you open. Um, service, product, and coaching first before anything else. Um, and then, so obviously, we're currently in the process of supporting them in that area. And then, obviously, operationally, so resources in staff and um, coaches, and making sure that there's a high level of coaching involved in the gym. Um, that we're kind of involved in and so so like they're the main things i don't think there's anything kind of that would be out of the ordinary to say right now but we'll definitely be able to share more and more on it over the next few probably over the next couple of months to be fair mm. so yes um uh, next question is any advice on giving out leaflets can you post them through letterboxes yep um Actually, do you know what you look at that and think well, that's a bit of a common sense answer but I, there is, a rules there's rules for everything these days isn't there for fucking council and shit like that yeah but i mean door to door is pretty standard across the board really isn't it yeah. it's more like alan's fried chicken and fucking crispy fried chicken can come around your house every fucking <laughs> week with a new flyer and leaflet you can do it yeah um yeah so I would, it depends on what, you like if you're after face-to-face -face clients, I would use the gym as obviously a central point and then kind of go um, a certain distance away, maybe to, depending on where it is, like I would say on average anywhere from two to five miles kind of radius around the gym. Um, obviously start close and move outwards in regards to your door-to-door, -door. obviously depending on how many you've got as well. Um, I would also target kind of think about your target market in regards to like, is it a younger demographic? Would they be more in apartment blocks? Um, also things like local businesses, where would they tend to be and visit with high footfall? Um, and I would also use that as a bit of a, I would use that as one touch point. Like if I was after face-to-face -face clients now and I was working in an independent gym, I would do that, then I'll couple that up with a with an ad, and I'd couple that up with maybe getting involved with local community stuff. And so there's multiple touch points as well as your social media, so forth and so forth. So leaflets are good in a way that they'll start to create one touch point, and then you'll maybe see an ad on social media, and that'll be the next one. And you might talk to a friend who goes to that gym, it's the next one, and you might see something in the local paper or go in when you go into the barbers and get, do you know what I mean? It's multiple touch points. So I would use it as one of those touch points. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say about that. Next question. Okay, Anthony, I'll go to the next question. Um, I had a pre-consult with a prospect who is challenging uh they push my boundaries dictate our work together etc it left me feeling like working with them would be difficult but also a good learning experience i wanted to say no to them because ideally i want all my clients 
to be easy to work with. <laughs> but I'm wondering if I'm not being, if I'm not being complacent. Uh, how to know when saying no to a prospect is the right thing to do? It's a good question. I think if a if a prospect is still pushing your boundaries and dictating your work together, it's a fat no, right in the face. Um, for me, it's if they if they're continuing to do that, but if you've come to an, an agreement where um, they're saying that they that they're happy with not pushing your boundaries and dictating your work together, and you've presented that and you're in a comfortable place, I would say then take the challenge because you won't know otherwise if you don't know yet. Um, so for me, it's a it's hundred percent no if they're still pushing boundaries and dictating your work together. Absolutely not. Um, but if you've come to an agreement where they're no longer doing that or you've give them conditions where they're no longer doing that, so you've set expectations, then I, I will challenge yourself with the client to then find out for the future whether it was right or wrong. That would be my advice. I'd, I'd, I'd agree, definitely. I'd agree. Sometimes, sometimes it is good to take a challenging client. Not, yeah, what you think might be a bit of a challenge on. Um, because it can, don't get me wrong, it can fall flat on its face, like, but I think some of the most rewarding stories come out of that sometimes in regards to taking gambles now and again. Um, and I've done that with clients and hiring staff as well. Um, and that's worked out really well in most cases um, than, and less, less, I can't, even, I can't fucking speak, my head's fried. More often than not, it's worked out better than I thought it would be. It's basically mm. what I'm trying to ramble on with. Absolute parcel. Uh, next question. There is just a massive box with a full stop in it. Fantastic. I can't go any further down. Um, what the hell? Every week the client fills out a check-in form. Well, I've not. I've just got a full stop all the way down. One sec. Right. Three, five, three. Three, five, three. Yeah. I'll just go full stop all the way down. Last main question. Go on and ask yourself a question whilst I sort this shit out. Um, every week, my client fills out a checking form on my app, and I'll go through them and give them video feedback over Loom. I try to keep my advice simple and actionable, and always encourage them to come up with their own solutions to any challenges they're facing. Ay, ay, ay. Sorry. Um, however, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to help too much, address too many things at once. Any advice on how to give useful and meaningful feedback without overwhelming, overwhelming them with too much and how to decide where to focus our efforts for the upcoming week? Good question. Um, I think like, it's all around the priorities of that client. So it always comes back and I would always check in on what their goals are and remind them of their goals each month and then realign the actions you're going to take that align with those goals in that month coming up. And so when it then comes down to what to focus on and where to give feedback on what the actual thing we're trying to get solved or trying to change or aim towards 
both you and the client are on the same page and it's all aligned in regards to their their goal so i would always come back to that always because you can focus on a lot of different things and i would also look at potentially the type of questions that you have on your checking form and what information you're asking from the checking form um reason i say that and i don't know but the reason i say that is it's quite a typical thing to have to ask for a lot of information uh, which then makes you feel like you've got to give a lot of information back to them so i would simplify that form a little bit and again i'm generalizing here because I, I don't know who this is and i don't know what form you use or what questions you ask but usually that's the kind of cause of um giving lots of information and not meaningful feedback um the other thing that i would say is the other thing i would also say is always try and close the feedback loop with them so as an example if you've maybe asked them about what their chat how that focus of the previous week has gone what challenges they find did they feel like they were successful or not um, and then what do they feel they need to do to either maintain that progression or um, change things so it gives them a better outcome and then you give feedback on yep yeah, great this might be the right to go I think you're right on that chair on that point there okay so try that for the next day and feedback to me um, so you can either close that feedback loop in regards to yep yeah, that worked brilliant crack on or no that was a shit house we need to think of something else and go back and forth a little bit so yeah I think it will come back I would always start with what I uh, said in, initially in regards to the goal and then making that focus um, of what you're trying to achieve in that month align with that goal. So there shouldn't be a million and one different things to really focus on. It should be a couple of things, in my opinion, depending on the client, depending on the situation. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer. Anything different you would add into that? I didn't listen to the question or the answer because I was trying to sort the sheet out because it was fucking up all over again. So I'm sorry to re-ask the question um, that you had to listen to Nick's response. So I'm sure it wasn't as good as mine. Well, I'm not going to ask your opinion then. When changing your market slash niche, would you announce it or just start gradually changing your content? That's a good question. Truthful answer. I don't think it matters. I might be wrong, but I don't know. I I, I just genuinely don't think it matters too much. I think um, logic would say if you've been going after one demographic and been quite clear for a while, then potentially this demographic won't be on your page. So it's pretty pointless potentially announcing it. Um, and then you should gradually um, post your content for progressively to see the results of that content, having more of your market engaging it. Um, but I also wouldn't be adverse to just turning around and going, right, I'm now, um, or I work with. So I think the first thing we'll do is really start to home in on like 150 characters of your bio to make sure it, it, it's crystal clear for people 
um, when they land on your page because your aim should be now if you're changing your niche to bring in non-followers with your content um so answer to the question along the shot i don't think it matters too much i thought obviously if you're going to start gradually changing your content then what you're after is non-followers who are within your demographic so therefore you would measure success of your content um off the back of that um so yeah like i think truth be known I don't know and I don't know anyone who would know the answer to that question like 100% and say this is definitely what you should do and um, yeah uh, for me I don't think it matters too much what about you mm. I think you've got if on the flips on the other end of the spectrum if you've got a, a, an audience full of the demographic that you're serving now and you want to change it then yeah but usually you would change it if that if you haven't either committed to that demographic or if it hasn't been working out for you. So I kind of agree with what you said. Sure then. I'll tell you what. How about that? Can you ask me a question now? Your job. How would you encourage? How would you encourage new members? Our members who are more introverted or quiet to join our team nights out, team walks, social events. Good question. Mm, I'd first of all, I'd start with um, being really, really clear on what 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 the event is, what's going to happen. Um, that's the first thing, and also like get a little bit of a. I would also talk to them a bit on a one-to-one -one basis as well. Um, not just announce it and expect people to come in. So I'd definitely speak to them on a one-to-one -one basis, maybe even, you know, explain to them what it is. I'd also get like, try and get them buddied up or get other people encouraging them to come. Like you've got, you've always got maybe a couple of, let's say promoters in your, in your uh, client base who are a little bit more extroverted or a little bit louder than, than others. So I'd also use those people to maybe encourage them and have a chat with them previous, prior to um, the events turning out and make them feel a bit more included. I would definitely be clear on what the what it is, what the outcome is going to be, um, what's expected of them. All these little things, I think, because when you're introverted, that can you can definitely start to make up narratives in your head about those type of events and whatnot. So um, yeah, that's what I'd say. I'd get other people in the, in the, in your client base to um, encourage. And I would also maybe even introduce some of them in the gym uh, as and when passing or whatnot, if the opportunity arises, I'd also do that as well. Um, and uh, the only other thing I can think of is think of what they're comfortable doing and where their kind of safe environment is. And if the gym is with you, then I would make that a bit of a point to maybe try and introduce other clients to them when they're in an environment which they feel comfortable in. Um, yeah, that's what I'd say. I think off the top of my head. Anything you'd add? No, I don't think I would actually. It's just a shame, isn't it? I thought so. 
Um, how would you navigate around a click in a gym between the manager and another PT, which then has the manager pushing everyone to him? Um, one sec. Just getting prepared. Um. I would control what I can control. Um, I would focus on um, the opportunities in the gym. Yeah, I sound like a fucking Instagram meme here, but I would concentrate on the opportunities in the gym and not the obstacles. Now, if that does get to a point where it's blatantly obvious and you're all at a disadvantage for it, then you need to look for evidence of it um, and then present the evidence. So um, It's as simple as that, really. But I think personally, um, I would not rely on the manager or the gym to give you any leads. I would control it yourself. And I would constantly, like I just said, I'm just repeating myself, focus on the opportunities that you've got in that gym. Um, it's a disadvantage more than likely for the PT as well, that the manager is pushing people to him, because that means that a lot of the time they're getting cold leads. And if they haven't got a system to manage that, then the churn in that business will be pretty high. Um, it looks great for the PT and all of that, if there is a bit of a click. Um, and from the outside, it can seem frustrating, but actually, trust me on the inside, that'll be fucking his business up if he hasn't got that process in place to manage cold leads. So yeah, I'd really just home in on all of the, the things that you can you can simply control and um and make the most of the gym, make the most of it. Um, I really would, because then you can stick two fingers up at them in the face or be, at least behind the back and be pleased that you've done it and not had to rely on anybody else. And I think that's sweeter all the time, like definitely sweeter. Um, and just hopefully like you're not putting that in, in, in as like a, a bit of an obstacle for yourself, like as in a way to to say, what's the point if, if, that, if one PT is getting all of the leads like from the manager? Like you're putting that barrier in front of yourself when clearly there must be opportunity there because I've seen that in the past. I've seen a lot of PTs will pick up on the smallest of things just to use to to not be uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, that'd be my feedback. Anything you'd add? I'd 100% agree. I think it's more likely that um, we're, we're focusing on that because of some other issue, probably. Um, so yeah, I would I would just agree. I would agree. I would you can there's there's two choices in this situation. You can focus on that and let that basically cripple you in taking action for your business and get wound up about it and bitter about it. Or you can control what you can control. And yeah, I'd be using that as fuel me all day every day. Hmm? I'd, be, I'd be using that as fuel all day every mm. day. And yeah, and take take action on and take control of your business. Um because ultimately that PT, what if what if what what happens if they go for a drought of leads or what happens they which they will happen to your point when they will lose those clients because they're cold leads, well they're gonna be reliant and not have any skills to actually go out there and replace it. 
So I'd be in, I'd much rather be in your position than their position. I'm not just saying that. Next I'll put kippers in our I'll put kippers in our locker. Kippers. Honored kippers. The word kippers for a long time. It's a good word. Kippers. But like lovely used to get kippers and sardines and put them in people's lockers and shoes and fucking shit like that. Oh. Well, that's just mean. It's, it's not. It's fucking mean. I miss that mentality, actually. Just fucking wind-ups on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. I've only got yourself to wind up here. It's no fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, is it my question to you, is it? It is, yeah. Uh, how do you not stress yourself out and get overwhelmed when you have a hectic week and zero clients initially? New PT, uh, this is. Hyper-focus on the single task that you are probably focusing on right now or have been told to focus on, which is gym floor interaction, lead gen. And very, very, very similar to the, the question we just answered like put all your energy into stuff that you can control um, and be relentless. And it's not a long-term thing. This it's a short-term thing that like, so if you're feeling a certain way about approaching people, if you're finding that difficult, that is a, that is a short-term thing. It, it's only a long-term thing if you don't take action um so yeah single focus single focus high accountability getting in there and taking control of your business and making it happen that's what it's ordered i'd say I'd, if you're getting overwhelmed reduce the overwhelm which is reducing the tasks and the actions but one single focus reduce the choices uh the next question has been answered i chatted to him before about um do you think better to continuing to promote a program or to relaunch every other month or so um for me For me, it's, in my opinion, obviously, because I'm answering the bastard question, but it's better to just keep promoting the one thing until you're at a point where you're happy with it. You've got the feedback to develop it and you've developed it to a point where it's giving you the return on investment that you you want and need. Um, to counter that and go against myself, sometimes people need that extra lease of life of going, right, I need to relaunch something just to get your marketing again and getting you re-motivated to do the stuff that you potentially don't like doing. So as much as it's a depends answer, it's a fucking, not as much as I didn't want it to be a depends answer, it clearly is. Um, but for me, the simpler you can make it for you, the simpler you can make it for your audience to understand what it is, who it's for, how it helps them. Um, what it is where they can access it and all of that the better be renowned for that one thing that's fucking class before um before relaunching everything um every other month or so um it doesn't mean to say that 
the marketing needs to be the same for that one thing either. So like clearly, let me use an, a really simple one is seasonality, isn't it? Like you would change potentially the way your marketing message lands from a seasonality perspective. You could um, do mini launches for the same thing, even if you're not doing intakes or launches, just to give you that spike of motivation to do it. But my opinion is to keep the main thing the main thing um, until it's at a point where you need to have a second or third thing. What about you? Agree. Oh dear, I thought you were going to go against that one. <clears throat> well, that's that's fucking boring, isn't it? Mum, thought you were talking to your dog then. Um, tips. Oh, wrong mum. Ah, fucking hell. How would you go about promoting the lead magnet? Um, I would like it like you would sell anything. So like you promote anything. So knowing who it's for, making sure that, that lead magnet is solving some element of problem for the market that you're um, making it very simple to understand of what it's going to do and where to get it um you get really excited about it like if you're not getting excited about your lead magnet don't expect anyone else to to get excited about it and talking about it all the frigging time like all the time so if you've built up let's say a couple of weeks of curiosity around a certain problem or a certain subject with your audience on social media and you've got a week where you're releasing um, this lead magnet for people to sign up to now that you've created that priming of this problem um, scream and shout about it in multiple 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 ways and times of every day of that week like and get excited about it and promote it and and sell it like i think we we Sometimes we hide the lead magnet. We hide this thing that is going to help people. So, um, yeah, scream and shout about it. Get excited about it. Talk about it until you physically feel like you're sick of your own voice of talking about it. And you almost feel like you're annoying people, which you won't, by the way, um, about it because it's going to help them. and that's the biggest thing i can say like around it all to be fair because you sit here and say like you know do this and do that but those are the things that i probably say are missing nine times out of ten with with lead magnets so yeah that's what i'd say about that what would you say about that anthony park i'd say ask the last question oh Tips on how to continue spinning the same content with different hooks. Fucking hell. Um, oh. 
it's actually really hard to answer that question. Because the hook has to be one of either a, let's say, a pain point, a benefit, something controversial from the off that's going to get people responding. Um, yeah, I would say them these three or four things. So, yeah, I would look at the content piece that you're trying to repurpose. Um, and I would look at, well, what am I going to put at the forefront of it? The outcome, so the result of result-based hook, for example, um, a pain point-based hook, a benefit at the start, um, and so on, or something controversial. These three or four things that you could probably look at within a content piece of content that goes, right, what was going to grab attention within the first three seconds? And it's normally in and around them four areas. So yeah, it's my that that'd be my advice. Um and I, what I would say is that I think I've never got to a piece of content that I've repurposed in the past and then struggled to um come up with a new hook. Normally you look at it and go, fucking hell, I could have done better than that last time. So here's my new, like it's a, it's a lot easier because you're now a little bit more aware of what a hook is, how to use it. Um, how it can make the most impact in the shortest um, amount of time. So, yeah, I, I would say that probably look at the content and first of all, you probably look at the hook and go, right, actually, I could think better on the cuff of it right now. But if you don't and you struggle, maybe think of them four areas that I've just discussed um, because that might help. Like, is there a controversial point that's going to grab people's attention from that piece of content early doors? Um, is there a pain point straight away that can hit them with? Is there a real core benefit of going, if you watch this, this is what you're going to get from it. Like, this is how it's going to benefit you. Very similar to outcome, but um, yeah, I, I would give you that advice. Um, and as always, if you're struggling, send the piece of content over and we'll support you with it. And then also, this is what AI is for, because when you are fucking stuck, whatever that piece of content is, copy and paste it into a chat, or something like that. And if you throw in something like that and say, give me three hooks for this, and it'll hook you right in, hook you right off. Hook you up. <laughs> I think it's time to I think it's time to finish this. I think you need to go to bed. All right. Gang, go get some sleep, Anthony. All right? Really need to start doing this at a fucking reasonable time because this is just silly now. Still Listen, ladies, gents, and people who don't represent themselves as a lady or a gent. Good night, God bless. See you later.